This is the Word of God from the household of David Church. It is a message designed to raise men after God's own heart. Listen and be blessed. Let's read Joel chapter 2 verse 28. Holy Spirit. If you don't understand, don't worry. <laughs> it simply says, Holy Ghost, thank you. You are our power. Holy Ghost, thank you. Hallelujah. It shall come to pass up to all. Let's read together. One, two, go. How many young men are here that are seeing visions? Not the vision of a sister. Visions. <laughs> Hallelujah. I will pour my spirit. You know, Peter quoted this again in that chapter 2. When the Holy Ghost came down. He said that this is that which was written. I will pour my spirit. But I want to pay attention to some few words there. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Can I have your seats? Wow. I don't know why the Lord is moving me since first service towards walls and gates breaking down before people. Under the Holy Ghost, one of the things it does is to give ability to prophesy. There are situations that you pray about. But the mountain might not move. There are some mountains. The only thing that addresses them is prophecy. Hallelujah. Amen. When Ezekiel saw the dry bone, the Lord asked him, Son of man, can this bone live? He said, I don't know. As a way of saying that, I doubt it. Being a prophet, he must have studied very well uh, the books of the law and the Bible. And he must have read that when the apostle said, even if God will make a window in Jerusalem, will this be? And the apostle died. So now when you doubt God, something happens to you. So he used wisdom. Can this bone live inside the one that said no, but he might die. So he said, well, <laughs> you are the one asking the question, so you know. He said, Lord, that, if, if his answer was yes, would have said yes. But he said, Lord, thou knowest. And the Lord said, son of man, prophesy. Why does he step the game to level of prophecy when an impossible situation you remember the gate of Samaria. Elisha said, about this time tomorrow. You don't pray that kind of thing into pass. About this time tomorrow, a measure of wheat shall be sold for a shekel. That's second, that's second King chapter 7. And two measures of barley at the gate of Samaria. Why prophecy and what is it about prophecy? But in New Testament, 1 Corinthians chapter 14, First of all, I want to read verse 6. The Bible tells us what prophecy does. Now, there are levels of prophecy. When I began talking about the Holy Ghost, I said we examine all these things one after the other. Now, brethren, if I come speaking in tongues, uh, what shall it profit? I say I speak either by revelation, by knowledge, by prophecy, or by doctrine. Anytime a believer opens his mind to talk the right way, 
You are either talking by doctrine, by knowledge, by revelation, or by prophecy, or by tongues. But the Bible puts prophecy in a class. Verse 5, before now. I would that ye all speak in tongues, but rather that you all prophesy. For greater is he that prophesy than he that speaketh in tongues, except he interpret. In other words, we are beginning this week to delve into some very serious spiritual things. When you pray in tongues properly, what you're actually doing is, if you can know the interpretation of your tongue, it's equal to prophecy. Mango Somebody can actually decode what I've just said now. If I ask somebody to say what I said now, we might have up to five hands, and they will tell you exactly what I said. We don't fabricate this in the flesh. But right now, I sense the anointing. Under the anointing, we can do a lot of things. Where is uh, Let's not waste this function. Where is Shea's wife? Come. Your husband used to be a drummer, son. He went to America, and you've been there. In the prayers of God's people, we open that door. Let everything work together in the shortest time possible. That door to join your husband is open in Jesus' name. We just gave her a gift. I have not spoken to her since the husband left about why she hasn't joined him under the prophet I don't care the word of the Lord will not fail until she look on are you with me okay anyway supposed to be a short service and it will be you just open your spirit and pay attention the bible says that except you interpret your tongue prophecy is superior but the Bible says, if you speak prophecy, go down, let's continue reading. Verse 7 now. The things without life, they give music. Verse 8. The trumpet gives a certain... Every utterance in tongue, there is a certain sound you are making. Let's start from verse 3. Back to verse 3. I read forward to go backward. Just want to say something. He that prophesies speaketh unto men to edification exhortation and comfort. Now, Paul is distinguishing between two things here. There is a prophecy that every Christian can do. And when you do it, you are comforting somebody, you are exhorting somebody, and you are edifying somebody. Those are three things. Now, that is different from the one that Elisha said about this time tomorrow. So, there are categories when it comes to prophecies. There is a prophecy that all you just do is to comfort, to edify, and then to, to uh, exhort somebody. That's basic level. And the Bible says we are, even that basic level is very powerful because if we get into it, you will not wait for the pastor on a Sunday morning. Somebody beside you can pick that you are not very happy and say something 
that comforts you, that edifies you, and that exalts you. All you are doubting, about to make a decision. It's a correct decision, but you are not sure whether it's correct or not. You see beside somebody, he turns to you, and he says a word that fortifies your mind that, oh, thank you. Now I know I can go out and execute that thing now. Now I know I should trust that guy now. These are the dimensions given to New Testament Christians, but that we are not working in. We should spend time talking about this realm one, but another day, because I want us to look at something, there's just something I want to say about prophecy. So this realm one, sincerely speaking, you gather your household to pray. When we do Christianity the way we should do it, you should never step out of your house. Except you don't meet brethren. I'll meet brethren and go back side of the same situation. Somebody should pick in the spirit and speak to your situation. How can we join hands together in your house? And we pray. And I'm still on my way back home, still in doubt, in anger, in bitterness, or in confusion about certain things. I still don't know whether it is Chioma, Chichi, Chidema, or Chiamaka, and Oamaka self. Is somebody following me? I don't know whether you get what I'm saying. These three things. But you see, <laughs> let's show the power of prophecy. Why God goes out? I've given you one. Can this bone live? And the guy just prophesied. And right before their eyes, bones started coming to bones. When it comes to bones coming to bones quickly, it is prophecy. Man, this thing is like God himself. What happens in prophecy is that you are given ability to speak from a realm that is higher than human realm, and in that realm, nothing is impossible. Hallelujah. But I want to show you something from, from this. So, remember that there are nine gifts listed in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, and prophecy is one of them. And now Paul is saying that, I am praying that all of you should prophesy. And he said that if you, that means along the line, Apostle Paul is expecting that as you pray in tongues, you should Expect, maybe I should say this here. So most, most times, eh, most times, these things are inside most of you. What is happening is that we don't expect it. Awareness, consciousness, they are heavy prizes in the realm of the spirit. For instance, anyone who is conscious that God is with him, we operate naturally in the power of God more than someone that is not conscious, even though God is with the two of them. I get what I'm saying. Consciousness in the spirit is like a light, it glitters on you. It tells angels and demons that this one truly believes, and they can read it. When they look at two Christians, that's why I mean two people say in Jesus' name, or they come out to two people. I mean, two people will say the same thing, and the demon will respond to one and will not respond to another. Maria will respond to one and not respond to another. They can tell who is speaking because they've been told to say so or who is speaking that is fully persuaded. When the demon said that Paul, I know Jesus, I know who are you. How did they know? When those guys stood before him and said the name of Jesus that Paul preaches, come out. The spirit saw through them. I can't see awareness here. I can't see persuasion here. And he beat them well. Hallelujah. But when Paul were to be there, they will see the light in Paul. That light radiates 
to the degree of your awareness awareness Are you Lord God Almighty? What is the Lamb? Are you following? So register that in your heart. So let's go to Second Kings chapter three. Am I, am I just up there today? Where is Tracy that is getting married? I promise to give you money. I've not. You sent your account to me. Resend it. Where is winner? <laughs> okay. I'm happy for the two of you. Partnership that works. <laughs> Hallelujah. Just remind me. It's next Saturday, right? Okay. I'm not about to, we'll, we'll do something about. Hallelujah. Are you with me? I just love seeing people getting married to the right people. <laughs> Amen. Good marriage is beautiful. Honestly, it's beautiful. She just married him, or he just married her. Or when somebody married somebody, she has, uh, at least you are married. Yeah? And I can see she has been looking finer since that time. And he has been looking, am I right? Even her, her dressing has changed. Look at Sue. Let's, and he says, getting more and more handsome. It, it's, it's, when, I saw, when they approached me at the relationship, you could tell that God is in this one. You know, some other people just say, Father, help them. <laughs> Hallelujah. I know the way it is. Even if we, if we bring a terrorist and ask what you want to marry, I will just say that it is fine. Because we don't run people's life. But behind this thing, I can pray. There's something no man can do. You have conscience. As a woman, many times you know that there's something wrong with this. But there's also a reason why you are sticking out your neck to it. Either you are afraid of if this one goes, who will come? Or this one has money. That second one is very common. You know, we're asking the sister, is he born again? She said he listens to TDJs. Is that equal to salvation? Now, I've added this as one of the parameters. When, I, when you bring him out, I, I will ask her, does he listen to TDJs? Because the sister told us that one of the things you look out for. You know, we start seeing people dodging questions. Is he a Christian? He listens to TDJs. And why are you? It's obvious that you... <laughs> Things my eyes have seen. <laughs> a lady brought the guy to the office. I just asked the guy that. So, what, 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 uh, what commission do I? What led you to? And he just went up. The guy just played up. Hey, man, that I, I know you asked me this. I, I shall not love her. She was embarrassed. I'm sure they had a serious fight outside there because I just came. I didn't say. That. I just told the guy that God bless her. I'll see you another day. He he was angry. And of course, all the guys who did that, none of them, they didn't come to and they never allowed the lady to come to her afterward. But I already knew it before. Can I tell you what I told the lady in Abelkuta yesterday? After the meeting, somebody came to me. Can I tell you? It might sound hard, but let me tell you this. No matter what God has planned for you, like let's say marriage or having children, it might take a bit of time in some people. It will happen. But here's what I want to say. Don't wait on your face that you are 34, you are not married. Enjoy your life. He that shall come, shall come. 
I will not tell you, Fable. By the third year that my wife didn't get pregnant, I remember I told her one day, I did not marry you to have children. It's what I desire, but that's not the problem. I married you because I loved you. I won't stop loving you. And I told her, I said, you know what? If it means for the rest of our life, no child, I don't, it doesn't change my love for you. Because I saw that she was beginning to get, I said, please, quit this tension. The Lord showed me in the vision again, and that's what we have. And I said, but before then, don't bother yourself. Enjoy your life. Go to office and enjoy. Somebody has lost his job. They are calling for a reunion of your classmate. You can't go. You are already feeling. Maybe one of the classmates will even help you. You know, this, this, this thing that people, is what happened to Adam and Eve. When you so fig live, I hide from everybody. Hide. If you ever sin, the first one you go and talk to is your HOD in church. Be the first to come to your, I've done it. <laughs> Never get to a point where they will say this. Is there anything you are going to say that people have not heard before? And I told them before, bury this that they will say this. They were, I told them that uh, uh, I slept with somebody and then they all know now. Talk about No, now that they know, they will now come and crucify you. You have repented, you moved on, the Lord has restored you. You will settle down in a glorious marriage. It will look like anything happened. But it's not to uh, uh, give you license. I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm just saying that people should quit. Why Christians don't tell the truth? It's just fear of this guilt. Some believers will do something wrong. It's not them to go for help to be restored. They keep sinking in it because they feel like if they send, tell somebody, somebody will. When, if they know, cause, so what happened? I get what I'm saying. It affects nothing. Don't because of fear of men's opinion, not tell the truth. And ask for help where you need help. Say, what would they say? There's no big deal about what they will say. Are you, are you with me? Praise the Lord. Anyway, let's read and let's close. Second Kings chapter 3. Now, the Bible says, Now, Jeroboam the son of Ahab began to reign over Israel in Samaria, the of Jesus, and so on. Next verse. He wrought evil in the sight of the Lord, but not like his father. His own evil was a little lower than that of his father. <laughs> Next verse. May you be born by a good father. <laughs> Nevertheless, he claimed to the sin of neighbor Jeroboam. Next verse. Now, I want to go to verse 5, 6, where they went out. I, I, I don't have enough time to. Verse 7. So in number Israel, verse 8. He went and said, Joseph, king of Judah, saying, The king of Moba, as my people say, I will support you with army, like Israel support, like America supporting Israel. So, king of Israel went to king of Judah to ask for more soldiers to fight the king of Moab. Then later, Edom joined them. So, three nations Edom, Israel, Judah wanted to go and fight Moab. Did you get that? Edom, Israel, Judah. The only good guy among them was the king of Judah, who was Jehoshaphat. A man that God loves so much. But you see, this is what I just want to say today. The anointing, especially the spirit of prophecy, is very sensitive to environments. Because I'm going to pray maybe last Sunday of the month. Everybody has the sound of my voice. If you want to be heavily anointed by God, you must be prepared to protect the anointing. The anointing protects you, but you also must protect the anointing by watch where you go to, 
there are things you do that can corrupt the anointing and you will lose it. You won't just feel it again. Anointed people don't go just anywhere and just don't watch anything. It is the when I spoke last, I spoke about why God guides the anointed jealously. It's an, and I showed you how the anointed was made. You remember? And they said that anybody that will make another one should die. It's a very expensive, heavily material. Yes. It's like God smells something on you. That's the meaning of actually anointed. And you begin to smell differently. But that thing, for you to sustain it, you have to be very, very careful. Amen. The more you fellowship, the more the anointing increases and the stronger it gets. The more you allow men to come, the anointing wanes went to too many mortal activities around you. Too many. You are chatting there, chatting there, here and there, there. You will not just be conscious of the anointing again. Now, these three guys, Joseph was the only good guy among them. I know what he was doing among wrong people. <laughs> they said they would go through the way of Edom. Now, verse 9. So the king of Israel went, the king of Judah, and the king of Edom, and they fell up seven days' journey, and there was no water for the host, for the cattle that followed them. You know, that's problem. They were going to fight, and there was no water. That means after three days of no water, the enemy will just overpower you easily. Because you are testing, you can't fight. So, um, they knew they were in trouble. And the king of Israel was the first to tell say, at last, God had called. When you are a bad man, you always suspect God. God had called these three kings together to deliver them into the hand of Moab. He said, we are in trouble. This is a setup from God. He wants Moab to finish us. But look at the answer of Jehoshaphat, the one who knew God among them. Jehoshaphat said that, is there not a prophet? Oh my God. You know, I believe in my heart. The church of Christ in Nigeria will come back to this level. Amen. Right now, it's not so. We just have kinds of funny prophecy flying around. But the church will be built by God again. Amen. That when something happens in the nation, it is what the church says that will come to pass. Amen. And that there are some prophets in the nation that when you hear their name, when they say something, everyone endorses it. We used to have it in the border of Christ. I've not seen it much recently. But God will restore it back. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Joshua just said that no water for seven days. I don't feel threatened. I only feel there is need for one thing. I don't have the Holy Ghost myself, but let's look for somebody that the Holy Ghost has given spirit of prophecy to. That's all I need. Or that has made a prophet. And one of them said, Here is Elisha, the son of Shaphat, which poured water on the hands of Elijah. And he said, Oh, his pedigree. <laughs> Number one, I don't believe in people going to see this prophet, that prophet. Number two, even if you want to join prayer online, First of all, find out the pedigree of who is leading you. <laughs> all of you that are looking at me, you are all believers. Your spirit is very powerful. But whoever you submit to, you rest yourself under that person. If you don't know a pastor, never let somebody stand in your house and begin to pray and you kneel down. 
It's a sign of submission. Mommy said he's the pastor of their town and he comes in and you and your husband, you, once you kneel before the person, if he's a soothsayer, you have given him authority to start seeing visions about you, but those visions are not from God. I know what you do, obey him, those things will happen to you. Except you meet somebody with the right spirit to help you knock it up, which I've done for a few people here. I said that by the grace of God. Uh, one auntie sent a prophet, he brought a water, and the day she didn't go out with the water, the thing she suffered, I said, go bring the water. Say in Jesus' name, it's over. That was when the man asked her, who did you meet? We are not going to say, it's just any Christian in any church, as any genuine pastor, whether it's just a teacher, a pastor can do that. You don't need to be an apostle or anything. A pastor can do that. It's when we are not doing church the right way. The pastor can be 21 years old. If the one, one diabolical funny prophet that is 100 years old should do something, if you meet pastor, it will break it for you because by the name of Jesus, no matter what they put on people. But you see, it begins with submitting yourself. Ah. When I was young, I was one, one elderly man brought a pastor to pray. One As of, I just opened my eyes and stood there. I didn't try to show him to be rude to him, no. But I just stood in one corner. I'm not going to kneel down and receive the prayer from somebody. Now, if you're, if you're a young man, like 14, 15, and your father brings somebody home and he, make, he makes all of you to kneel down, that one won't count. You're under authority of your father. The Lord will ask you about taking care of people that that won't count. But you are a family man by yourself and you invite the person or you have authority to say no, you go and join them and you let them. Now, the worst part is that you now put hand on your head. Ah, Forensic, you know, <laughs> it is like you are not opening the door for the man. You pull down your wall. The wall of your say can come in anytime. Guide your spirit. Sir, Paul wants Timothy that don't lay hands on anybody anyhow. Even Timothy. He said, Don't be a partaker of any man's sin. You know what? If the only thing does not ask you to do certain things, that you can lay hands on what is going on in their life, start going on in your life. And then if a person lay hands on you, if a pastor is a fornicator and he put his hand on, you will just discover spirits of love will just bind you. You know what? The church might not even know that pastor is doing something behind the scene. They don't know. You just see that fornication is just multiplying in the church and they will not know why. Seeing their pregnancy left, right, and center. They'll just be getting fruitful and multiplying and replenishing the church. <laughs> I don't know if somebody is hearing what I'm saying. Yes, this is very important. See, this is your head. <laughs> Sorry, sir. <laughs> it's a special part of your body. Be careful who puts his hand. <laughs> I'm not letting his put my hand on his head. <laughs> Hallelujah. Something good is going to happen to you this week. Are you with me on what I just said? Yes, this is very important. Anyway, <laughs> let's just read this story and I'll end there. So he says that. Not, so they said. So the moment they asked Elijah, I said, "Let me know about him." And the servant that said his name said, "Sir, he used to be with Elijah." Ah, he said, "If Elijah trained him, he's, a, he's an authentic prophet." Next verse, he said, "The word of Lord, I know this one. In a, in a, the word, God's word is with him." So they went to see him. Next verse. Elisha said to the king of Israel, Why are you here? What's my business with you? 
go to the prophets of your father. See, <laughs> there was a real prophet. But this guy had the prophets of his father and prophets of his mother. His father was, uh, uh, what's his name? This very terrible guy. Ahab. And the mother was Jezebel. Jezebel had 450 prophets of Baal, 400 prophets of Baal, 450 prophets of Asherah, 851 women. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> no wonder she was so powerful that Elijah ran away from her. Four, 850 prophets, one woman. <laughs> and the king of Israel said, No, sir. The Lord is still accusing God. God has called us to deliver us to the king of Moab. Next verse. Thank God. Elisha said, As the Lord of hosts liveth, before my stand. That was. And then, that was how he used to himself and his boss, Elijah. said, number one, they were conscious of prayers of God. Now, three people were before him. He didn't say that before all of you. He said, even though I'm seeing you, but I'm standing before the Lord. Ah, yeah. witness will be your lifestyle. You are sitting down at the table in the office, but you know that you are sitting before the Lord, not before any man. You will connect to the spirits easily. When that's your persuasion, said, if not for Jehoshaphat, so the three of you, it's just this guy I'm looking at. He's a good man. So if not for him, I won't send, I'll let all of you die. Then next verse. He said, but now bring, bring me a mystery. If you check very well, there were times he gave out prophecy without a mystery. What happened there was that anger set him. When Ahab's son showed up, the anointing valid. <laughs> there are companies that you stay with. Have you read when they say son also among the prophets? The Bible says for, for Samuel 19, somewhere down that chapter. Samuel was prophesied and prophets were around him. They created a spiritual circumference of prophecy. And Saul entered. Saul that was going to murder, he was a murderer. But because he found himself in that atmosphere, he began to prophesy. And people were shocked. He saw also among the prophets. There are companies that you join. Your spiritual sensitivity is heightened. There are companies you join. Your spiritual sensitivity is dulled. There are things you watch. Your spiritual woes. You all know it. You will become very mighty in God. If you deliberately separate yourself from things dulling the spiritual sensitivity and focus on things that are heightening it, stop conversing with people that when you are true, you become cold. It is the beginning. See, it's an advantage, and this is where I end. Whether you are a young leader, it's an advantage. I love the testimony of that, but it's an advantage when you can hear from God from your little age. It's an advantage. Now, whether you are 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, regardless of our age, there is one person called ancient of this. If you begin to hear his whisper, you will be far many years ahead of your contemporaries because there is only one person who sees tomorrow. You will just know why you are taking some very prudent decisions. Others will always applaud you at all times and it is possible not to lose one naira in any investment. Many times we all rush. But if you can make a, a decision that you are guided by wisdom from above, because the only go listen inside you. Many times he's talking, but you are not hearing because we are in an environment where our flesh is heightened, 
and your spirit man, something is pushing it down. That one, nobody will do it for you. It's a discipline that all of us we have to do to stay away from things. The Lord does not say you should not watch premiership. There's nothing wrong. The Lord does not say you should not watch a movie. Nothing wrong. But even while you are watching, you can show there's nothing wrong. I've been to Chelsea dress room and some other things. I've sat down there in the dress room. My team, even though my going there didn't translate into <laughs> well, I was there when they were winning. Because <laughs> I was there so, so maybe I need to go again. They will start winning again. They have started winning last two matches. I just hope they will sustain it. Some people said, Are you a Chelsea fan also? Okay, but you say me for my sake. Oh. <laughs> Hallelujah. Are you with me? I'm just saying to everybody. Mm. you can watch you can have friends but in everything give your spirit a priority first and at all times pay more attention to your spirit you will decide that when you do that even your interaction with people will be more healthy and stronger you will not say what you should not say to a friend they will just notice that you are so disciplined with your words even when you cry just with them, it is neat, it is short, they laugh, but you know, at times, eh, at times, you let down your dignity when you spend too much time where you should not. There are people that should respect you if you're always going there every day. Somebody will insult you one day because you are, you are too common. From my family to everything, people don't respect people who show up everywhere. All the when this one's son is doing birthday, you are there. The sons, the cousin, you are there. Cousins of cousin, you are there. Nephew, niece, you are there. Niece's friend, even the niece enemy, you are anything function. People have seen you too many times. Remember, there's nothing expensive that is kept in a common place. Hope you know. It's a fact of life. There are clothes that they steal from you. All of us now, it doesn't pay you. Am I right? But as some that when they take them from you, all your clothes don't go to the same place. There are some clothes in the inner carcass of your wardrobe that you keep very well. I have perf that my son can use, press anyhow. But there are some that when he's pressing, the oh, one tap. <laughs> because they are not in the same category. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. Uh, so when he enters the room, I'm already saying that mm, 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 mm. this one. I have a tab that he can play with. I have a tab that is the one I put Messi that they cannot play with. Nobody jokes with important things. You don't put them in a common place. You are so valuable to God. Stop putting yourself in common places. Sometimes if you visit people, make it purposeful and brief. Say what you want to say. Greet them very well. If you want to give them, give them, give them and leave. But when you talk, 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 and they start using style to tell you that they want to sleep. And you are still not getting, you are still talking. Next time you call, are you at home? <laughs> we are not at home. Even the children are looking at you. We ate dinner. 8 o'clock yesterday. This is 9.15. This man is here just talking. When I was reading up there, I was a man who's going to check my father. I used to only appear at the time of dinner in my naughty mind. I hated the man. 
and my mom will give you part of the dinner. She now explain to the rest of her. Mom will cook. She she knew everybody's portion. She will now say that you know, don't worry, don't worry. Tomorrow she say, your father's friend is around. Let me just give him. So I tried to tell my mom there. You have to do something about this friend. This is what comes every. We come from office and just every night. And he said something that annoyed my mom when that day. Remove his portion. That day she served us. She's a gentleman. She didn't say anything back to the guy, but she served everybody, including the guy's portion. Put it as extra portion. I was so happy. <laughs> Shortly after that, we didn't see him again. <laughs> Don't be insulted before you know what next to do. Are you hearing me? When you wake up in the morning, worship is one major thing that can help you. I've said this to you before. I love being practical at times, and I want to say it to everybody again. If where you are praying, playing a worship song else, so please do. Prayer does not mean all the three hours by the grace of some of us can do that. But you see, you might get there eventually, but it doesn't mean all the three hours you are just praying, you are just praying. Even in prayer, there are moments to keep quiet. Don't let anybody put pressure in that you go after seven hours, you know, sometimes you are praying. Part of your prayer is that you are playing a message. Once it is something that helps your spirit to rise, please do it. So when they ask how long you are praying for, in that one hour, you play a message for 40 minutes, is it still equal to one hour prayer? Just make sure as you are playing the message, you are also praying under your breath. I get what I'm saying. There are materials that can help you. If you find it hard to study the Bible on your own, you don't really know where to start from and everything, you study guide. And the, the uh, school of uh, 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 our discipleship class here now, they, are, they want to make a different available from January. Are you ready? Yes. They will help people. Because when you read some scriptures with them, and you read a topic, and you read your Bible yourself, it helps you to know how to start. At times you are praying and you are just quiet. Just make sure you are not distracted. As a matter of fact, after saying everything you want to say, stay a little quiet there because God might want to tell you something. If you say you have never heard God's voice before, have you ever given him a chance to talk to you? Or when you say, when you finish saying, you will jump off from your news and go out. That's your prayer style. You tell God everything. Guide me as I go out. Give me contracts. In Jesus' name I pray, and then you stand up. God might just want to say something to you. Why don't you finish praying and keep quiet? You can kneel down there or sit down there for another 10 minutes while you are not talking. You are expecting to hear. You might not hear day one. You might not hear day two. These are practical things. If you continue to that, one day you will finish praying and you will hear the gentle whisper of the Holy Spirit. From that day till forever, except to do something you should not do, you will not lose that voice again. What is the Holy Spirit? I want to hear you. Many times I want to see how serious you are. The thing will not happen day one, but surely one day. I think it was Pastor Ifeo Buke in the conference I attended when he said his own. When he was a medical student in the University of, of Bini, every night he would sit down with his father's side. father had a big house in the nights. And he, pray in he decided to pray in tongues from 8 to 9. So every night he would switch off the lights and be praying. He said the first time, he felt he had prayed for four hours. He came out just 15 minutes. <laughs> he was disappointed. He went back there and continued and continued. So I thought the house will come and know that. But that, do you want to eat now? Please, I'm praying. Don't disturb me. So one day was praying like that. There was a knock on the door. He thought it was the girl. 
and he saw this mighty being. And he said that, I have come from the presence of God. God said, I should give you this gift and this gift and this gift. And we saw a demonstration of that gift in that meeting that day. A doctor, yet moving the power of God. He said to that night, what am I sensing that he, you can be a businessman, you can be a professional, yet there's something real between you and God that even people around you in the office can tell that you are anointed. That's your portion in Jesus' name. Let's rise. What did I stress today? Atmosphere. It can enhance or diminish the impact of the anointing. Mind the conversation you get involved with. Yes, you already have a part of the anointing in you inside. Pay attention. Lord, we thank you for your word. We bless everyone in your name. Help us to be doers and not hearers only. We will walk this path by your grace. In Jesus' name. Somebody give God praise. Thank you for being a part of our broadcast. You know, we never like to end without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. Coming into Christ is beyond joining a church, is beyond a religion. It is joining God's family. And that is done when you believe in Christ Jesus. So I just want to lead you right away now. If you are, if you want to give your heart to Christ, just say after me, say, Lord Jesus, I believe that you died and rose again and that you paid for my sins. I accept you as my Lord and my Savior. And from today, I belong to you. If you have said those words, will be late. You are born again. You are part of God's family right now. You can go ahead and rejoice about it. God bless you. We love you. Stay blessed.